You guys already know about Denver Rubber Company, the most reliable partner. DRC, baby. And their logo is dope, too. It's so good. It's a great logo. They've been one of the most reliable partners for your long-term projects since 1972. They make everything under the sun out of rubber, molded rubber, die-cut gaskets, custom contract manufacturing, custom hoses. But more importantly these days, the... What are they called? Uh, blades. There we go. Snowplow blades. Yeah. I forgot the word blades, but Denver Rubber Company will not. They have you covered for everything and True. anything snowplow blades. They can custom make pre-slot size any name. You name it. I'm all over the place right now. What was the? What was this? This was my snowplow blade right there. You oh, see I that? see. Yeah. I see. It's a, it's a were quality you, snowplow blade. Were you drawing blade. it? I was. It's a strawn snowplow blade. You drew a rectangle blade. and that, called it a snowplow blade. Snowplow blades are rectangles. Okay. Trust me, we've seen Denver Rubber Company make these by like the boatload as well. Yep. We're we're chilling in the lounge, so you know, this is a relaxed Stop pod. Stop fidgeting. You gotta you gotta live with the relaxed <laughs> pod. But you can check out Denver Rubber Company at drcfirst.com slash DNVR or give them a call at one 800 259 one for all of your snow plow needs or any other project that you're looking for. Let's get into the show here. Rubber rectangles. Rubber rectangles. They I, do. Um... I guarantee you they will make those for you if you want. Hell yeah. <laughs> We need to go back and see the new machines. Yeah, that they got. I know the the new one that's supposed to cut like nine inches of steel. Yeah, like, that's all I want to do. I just want to go in there and just watch them like cut stuff in half. When we have a new logo made out of steel on the wall that says DNVR, you'll know where it came from. So, on that note, we should really get like a DNVR pattern and just cut it out of rubber and then just like, bam, that would be perfect. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. Sweet transition. By Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As we have a little bit of technical difficulties here replacing a microphone cord, but now that that is getting solved, Davidson's has. to hear my trade. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is warning us. I mean, if you hate our trades, go to Davidson's. They have over a thousand different varieties of beer, as well as wine and liquors from around the world, so you can drink away the sadness. I tell you, one of one of our trades today is definitely going to cause me to want to drink. I I think most of them will make me want to drink in one way or another. Maybe in victory, maybe in sadness. But nice. either way, Davidson's is the place to go to get you hooked up. If you're not sure what kind of beer or wine you want, they do tastings every Friday and Saturday. So you can figure out what you like and you can order through their app or online as well and even get it delivered if that's what you're into. On that note, I'm Nathan Rudolph. That guy over there is Evan Rowell. This guy over here is AJ Hayfley. And we are according here. to one Canucks fan on Twitter. I'm an idiot. I, probably more than one, I imagine. Oh, I you know, it's just the one vocal one who likes to tell me a lot. Okay, fair enough. I like I like that he just keeps coming back for more, though. <laughs> Doesn't follow me, but drops into my mentions once a week to tell me I'm an idiot. Okay, well, at least he's consistent. It's a great endorsement. <laughs> Shout out, Australia. Appreciate you tuning in. I can't even imagine what time it is where you live right now. But you're here for some Google spicy it. trades, I imagine. Yeah, it's like tonight. No way. Oh, it's got to be the middle of the yeah, night. Yeah, it's there. like it's so? the middle like of tomorrow hours night. Ahead yeah, or something like that. Okay. So, so congrats for you staying up late. Um, I guess let's jump into some trades here. We're gonna put Evan on the spot. 
and make him go first because he's the most nervous about his trade. Yeah, you guys tried to cut my mic off, but we're still going to get through this. So, yeah, I guess I don't know how we're going to do this. So I have two trades, but one of them is the big the big one, and then the other one's just kind of the backup. Let's we'll start with the backup. Yeah, start with the backup start with for the backup. sure. Yeah, we're going to yeah. start small. <laughs> and we want to build to the heat. Okay, well, they involve the same people, which is why I say it's the backup. Intriguing. So... I have pause for effect <laughs> and stare at the camera. <laughs> Tyson Jost, this is I, this is a straight up deal. I feel like Tyson Jost going to get traded a lot yeah. today. He is going to get traded a lot today. You go ask him if he listens to the podcast tomorrow. Please don't, Tyson. <laughs> Turn it off, Tyson, Tyson. Jost, right now to Columbus. Big surprise, right? Well, is this a Josh Anderson He's trade for Josh Anderson? That's why it's my backup trade, because he's not the ideal first choice. Having a bad year. Well, let's Injured talk. right now, <laughs> but he had 27 goals last year, and he's a Jared Bednar is a fan from yeah. back in the day. And, like, where do you play him? Where do you where do you get the most, assuming good health? Sorry, Kale, if this is, like, making a lot of noise as I readjust my mic. <laughs> um where do you where do, where does he fit? Like where do you like what? Why do you like him? Why would you give up a twenty one year old who's cost controlled for the next four years? Well, one, I don't see much of a future here for Jost. Okay, fair enough. Which is yeah. the, there's a reason he's getting traded right. by all of us. Yeah. yeah. So two, Anderson brings some size and some sandpaper to the to the lineup, which I think the Avs might be looking for a little bit more of. But he also has skill. I mean. Even before he scored 27 goals, what, he had 19 goals the year before? Mm. So he can put the puck in the back of the net. I think he'd be a good fit on in the bottom six playing in that role, and he can fill in the top top six as well. And he's also a right-handed shot, which the Avs just don't have. They really do need another righty. They do need righties, especially the grit side of things with Kadri going to be missing significant time I think does make a big difference. I do worry about the consistency. I wonder if you're getting another Donskoy at the edge of the top six, really, though. You probably are. I wouldn't say he's a definite top six player. And Is that, isn't that okay, though? If you have, like, a top line, yeah, and then you're, you're from there, like, your next nine forwards are just, you've got, like, six dudes who can give you 30 to 40 points like aren't you like that's literally how the blues went and won a cup last year so except the abs have like an elite right like like they've got elite talent at forward and on defense yeah where it's like it's it just makes you super deep you look at anderson he scored a lot more goals than don scored the last two years so Mm -hmm. the skill is there he can help this team like i said bedner has a history with the guy he likes the guy Mm -hmm. i believe the abs were when Duchesne was in conversation, Anderson came up a lot. Well, he was holding out at the time as yeah. well. Yeah, and he's up for a new contract this summer, so I think that's why Columbus is probably looking to get rid of him. Uh, one, he's been not good this year. Yeah. And he's hurt, and the last contract negotiation was pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. So You have to like the RFA status, or at least I like the RFA status there. It gives the Avs some control over the next handful of years anyway, and for me, at this deadline, looking towards more than just an all-in on this season, I think is important. So, yeah, I mean, I like them. I, Anderson's a smart fit for a lot of reasons. This is a reason that he continues to be connected to Colorado. And besides, if the Avs aren't trading with Columbus and like poaching a Blue Jacket, then what are we even doing here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> is the world even still going? If that's yeah, happening? this is what I'm saying. Like, 
It's like if they stop making Fast and the Furious movies, do we even need movie theaters? So was this Joe for Anderson straight up? Straight up. So I think. So. I love those movies. I've, I've read that Columbus is looking for a, a high draft pick for Anderson if they are going to trade. I don't think they're ever going to get a high draft pick for him. So, well, especially yeah. like you're trying to sell high on an asset that's having its worst year. Yeah. So like, I think Jost is. He's still young. He's a first round pick. So I guess that kind of pedigree. <laughs> yeah. So that was just kind of where I see the fit there. So that's my backup trade. Yeah, get into the big daddy. Um, how did I do? yes yeah that's fine the trade is one for one nice (laughs) tyson jost for josh anderson all right now we get in the big dog and uh this is a guy i've been targeting for a while and i love his game he signed for a long time and the trade the other day with jason zucker kind of gave a baseline for this trade so I have... Gave a baseline for mine as well. Yeah. So it made me feel less like an idiot because teams actually did this, so it could be realistic. So I have the Avs trading their first-round pick, which will be a late first. Tyson Jost, sorry. Yeah. Trade you again. <laughs> and this was probably the one that's going to hurt. Connor Timmons to Winnipeg for Nikolai Ehlers, who signed for five more years. The six million dollar cap hit, who's been a pretty consistent sixty point scorer, and a very, very popular guy in the analytics community, which obviously the Avs used to get Burakovsky. They used their analytics team to get him. So that's the trade. I I do it one hundred percent. I think it's probably Winnipeg wants more. Good Are they going to get more? I don't think they trade Ehlers to the Avs if the Avs don't offer more. I'll put it that way. Uh, I think it makes sense. Winnipeg needs to be honest about who they are and who they aren't. Sure. And they need to rebuild that defense. Yeah, and that's the, the thing is, is like they've got Billy Hinola and they've got Josh Morrissey. And then you're like, okay, like you're feeling good about Nathan Bolio. I guess as cool. like a like, dude, yeah. Neil Pionk is outproducing any kind of reasonable expectations because he's <laughs> because he's sitting on the power play throwing pucks to Patrick Laine and watching him bomb him. Like what Neil Pionk does is kind of kind of what Tyson Berry did the last couple of years where yeah. it's like you see the power play production and you're just like anybody literally anybody could do this. Like <laughs> No, like, no no offense, you know, like, what separates Barry is that he scores a ton at even strength as well. But, like, when it came to power play production, it was like anybody could do this. Watching Ian Cole get 17 secondary <laughs> assists this year, like, okay, bud. <clears throat> but where, where it makes sense for Winnipeg is, like, they're, they're very top-heavy. They've got a really good top six, and they've got a really good goaltender, and then they don't have anything else. And... I think that they need to be realistic and say, hey, we're going to use one of our top six guys to balance the roster a little bit. You want to balance the money. You want to balance the talent. You need to get a better defense. This is not right who they are right now competing for a playoff spot. That's all they're going to be if they don't do this. If they don't do something to this degree, this is just what they're going to be for the next several years. And they're only going to get worse because Blake Wheeler is only going to age out. You've got Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, Patrick Lyon, Nikolai Ehlers. It makes sense to move on from the one, like, 
Patrick Line is going to be more valuable than Ehlers because he's just that nasty goal-scoring monster. Mark Scheifele's the kind of your power forward center down the middle who's also on a great contract. You're not moving that guy. That kind of leaves Ehlers as the obvious candidate here. And <clears throat> not even I didn't even mention Kyle Connor. Like, there was talk about Kyle Connor, Bowen Byron. That's an interesting conversation. By rum. But it's with with Ehlers, like you're not getting Bowen Byram. Like the I think the reality for Winnipeg is they are in serious danger of getting stuck in the Calgary, the Minnesota zone, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And for them, a move like this is looking towards the future and trying to get out of that instead of yeah. staying the course. Well, it gives them it gives them two first rounders to play with their own, and then plus and Colorado's where you can kind of do whatever you want with it. Yep. It gives them an NHL ready defensive prospect right now that would be in the NHL on probably fifteen teams. Like, I I think he'd probably be in the NHL <laughs> on Winnipeg. Oh, there's no doubt there. So you throw you throw him in there, maybe a guy like Sammy Niku, Billy Hinola next year, yep. Josh Morrissey, and then like you can see where they're going. And then you have two first rounders. You use one of those on a defenseman, you can see like, hey, this is how they're going to balance it. Yeah, losing Nick Ehlers would hurt. And then they pick my boy Caden Gooley and I cry. But yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt that they would pick somebody that one of us likes. Yeah. And between between that and and then you get Tyson Jones to to toss into your forward core, like maybe maybe you move him to the wing and you put him in that top six and you just see how he does. Maybe you don't. Maybe you finally stop messing around with Jack Roslevic and you give him the role he should have been given forever ago, and you have Jost just be like a solid bottom six guy for you. Like that's okay, but if Winnipeg doesn't do something like this, I don't. They're not going anywhere. I agree. They're not. They're not going to get any better because they've they they've blown enough recent picks, and then they just got eviscerated with defections and aging. Like. Dustin Bufflin's gone. Jacob Truba's gone. Those two alone, like that, really hurt. And then on the AB side, they get a bona fide second line player with serious skill out of the deal. Yeah, and and he's cost controlled for a long time, and that's really valuable. I think that that's a perfectly balanced deal for both teams. I have no issues with that. I don't. I don't see where either team would really be upset. And trading within division, like I'm not scared of Winnipeg. No. And he's 23, turns 24 on Valentine's Day. So, uh, yeah, he fits in perfectly with the the core of the team. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, it sounds like I'm going to get hired by some team tomorrow because I came (laughs) up with a good trade. I mean, I've been talking about Ehlers and uh, and Ehlers-Timmons deal for months. I I came up with this trade. (laughs) The chat has said nothing, so you must have done something right. Okay. Well, usually, yeah. I'm good. The chat loves to talk when I say something wrong, so you're doing all right. All right. So it's it's official. Jason Jost has been traded twice already. (laughs) I think he's going to end up traded four, five, six times today. I'm I'm only trading him once. Only once. All right. Taking it easy. So, yeah, to to recap, (laughs) the deal was Jost, a first-round pick this year, and Connor Timmons for Nikolai Ehlers. The trade is three for one. What Spence? I see you. I see you yelling at me. Oh, all right. I can't handle this real cool. What's he saying? <laughs> he's, he's just talking to me. Okay. He says your trade is 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 good. Uh, 
He definitely said that. 100%. He definitely said that. Thanks, Very believable. McKinley17 says that's too much given. I disagree. I think that's the floor of what it's going to take to get Ehlers. He's, what, five years younger than Jason Zucker? Right. And, like, Connor Timmons is a better prospect than Kalen Addison was. And the first round picks will be comparable range because you don't know what's going to happen in the postseason. It could be the difference between, like, the 22nd pick and the 25th pick. Like, it. It may not be a big deal. If, if obviously, one of these teams goes on to win it, it ends up as the 31st pick, and you're just like, well, that sucks. But That's you know, the risk you take. Yeah, exactly. You know that you're getting a back half of the first round uh, pick there to go along with your own. Uh, the The reason why I think it's, it's fine and I don't mind it when you use the Zucker deal is because he is a lot younger than Jason Zucker, and he has signed. And so you're giving up a better prospect in Timmons than they gave up in Addison. Pick is about the same, but you're getting a player that will contribute for the next half decade versus, you know, Jason Zucker may be a guy that ages out in two years and falls off a cliff. Like We don't know. You don't expect that to happen when Ehlers is still in his prime for the next five years. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Quell says seems like a fair trade. Spencer says Ehlers would crush it here, which I agree with. Yeah. Uh, Ehlers and like where you play him, I don't care. Yeah, I like think you he fits put, anywhere in the line. Put him next to McKinnon and Ranton right. cool. Put him next to, to, to Kadri, cool. He's already a known goal scorer for the Avs, too. Has a couple of overtime winners He does. He does. So, got that going for him. Ronnie says Joe's plus AJ for Ehlers. That's nowhere near enough. Um, Why are you trying to trade B? <laughs> That's rude. I assume he means Greer, but yeah. AJ, if if it you're what it takes to get Ehlers, I'm sorry, bud, but you're going. I'm not. I no. I'm invoking my no trade clause. I'm <laughs> you're not, just a throw-in. I'm not going to Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, it is Winnipeg. That's we're true. gonna have to look up your contract. She's coming here. There you go. We're already in that process. She's coming here. I am not. N- <laughs> no, I am not. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, she got up this morning and was like, no, it's negative $11 billion outside. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly why I'm not going there. <laughs> well, that's what Tyson Jost has to look forward to. Those are the only two I have, I'm assuming. Yeah, no. The, the Avs always make some sort of weird small trade. Yeah, they'll they'll yeah. trade probably Greer for some yeah, other involving AJ. Yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, I was like, they'll probably do like an AHL swap, but I didn't want to waste our time right. on it. This is my trade. <laughs> Yeah. AJ Greer for a AJ, AJ Greer for Jacob Forsback of Carlson. <laughs> it's my favorite one that we've gotten. Rink Moose, great name, says I'd really love to find a way to make it Connor instead of Ehlers. Well, yeah. then you're talking about Bowen Myram. Right, exactly. Like Kyle Connor is that much better than that's a 30 goal scorer who's also elite defensively and plays on your PK. Yep. Like you're like Kyle Connor is very, very good, but you're giving up Bowen Byram, no doubt in that deal. Yep. That's like, just that's the reality. Just, yeah, that's so that's why Ehlers is kind of the half measure for both teams. Yep. Your Connor Tim is a good young defenseman. He's right-handed too, which is hard to find for a lot of teams. But also, I believe Villy Hanola is as well. No, he's, I think and he's, so, like that right side gets built. I'd have to look at that. Bianca is. <laughs> that's not. I'm not. I'm not worried about Neil Bianca. I just wanted to say term. his name. Not worried about him, but you should definitely. Say it when you disagree with something. That should be how you disagree. McKinley <laughs> asks, what's Kreider worth? And so far, it sounds like less than a first-round pick, at least as far as the Avs are concerned. Yeah. Um, Kreider, I don't know. 
I'm not worried about it. I don't think he's coming to Colorado. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, there have not been any Anthony Cu proposals yet. We'll see if we get into any of those. Apparently, Hanola is a lefty, by the way. I will, yeah, he? I was okay. going to say, I thought he was left-handed, too. I there's, thought he was right-handed, but... There's plenty of, especially hero lefties, play the right side a lot, so... That might be why. Okay. There's uh, one guy I was thinking about Could targeting that I did not put in here because I couldn't figure out the value, and that was Bushnevich in New York. I, I really, like I've always yeah. been a Bucinavich fan, especially once David Quinn kind of broke him yeah. mentally and was like, and now he's like playing the kind of way he needs to in the NHL. Fun fact, he's part of the Claude Lemieux trade. Tree. He's number 12 on the TSM board and he knows it apparently. Dude, that, that <laughs> video is amazing where he's number 12 and then he turns around to Kreider and says number one. Yeah. It was, I watched it like and 40 then, times. Do you know what morning. Kreider said? Someone in Russian translated it. I don't think I'm allowed to say it on the podcast, yeah. so there's a lot of F words. Oh, okay. I'm telling him to shut the F up. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we should probably take our first period break before things get a little bit too crazy. But if you haven't heard, we're now covering the Colorado Raptors Pro Rugby Team. We have Colton Strickler on the beat taking you behind the scenes with the Yo. DNVR Raptors podcast. That's contagious. What? You're yawning. Oh, all right. Well, if you want to stop the yawns, go to a Raptors game and check out our written Raptors content on thednvr.com. He's building a really cool community on the DNVR Raptors Twitter account as well. And if you ever wanted to get into rugby, this is a great place to start. It is the best place to start because we're all doing it too. Right, straight up. We're going to all roll yeah. out there and get probably a bunch of beers and, and pretend like we know what's happening on a rugby field here. Well, pretty and soon. like, did you see the people who were there for their, their first yeah, game in yeah, Houston yeah, last Saturday, week? Like, yeah. there's a bunch of people who showed up like 10 a.m. to watch them play in Houston. Yep. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be easy to get into. Right. When the fans are rowdy like that. Yeah. Like, when, when other people get into it, it makes it so much easier to jump into something. Right. Straight up. So, for those that don't know, the Raptors play at Infinity Park in Glendale, just east of Cherry Creek. The venue is amazing. Adults get in for 20 bucks and kids for just $5 when you go and buy your tickets at coloradoraptors.com. Great deals, and you can search for the DNVR Raptors podcast after this show to check it out and learn along with us. All right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. What do you think, AJ? Should I go next, or you want to take this this period? Let you have it. All right, all right. I'll go first. I know you and I each have one like mega deal. Yeah, we'll start with. So, all right. So mine is like a two part deal. I have a deal that's probably more realistic and makes sense that I'll start with. Okay. I'm trading with the San Jose Sharks. The Avs receive Evander Kane for a 2021st Tyson Jost and Connor Timmins. And then Check I've my trade. <laughs> I've also thrown in a conditional third round pick that has more to do with the bigger version of this trade, but it's in this version as well. What's the condition? The condition in this version is it becomes a second if the Avs win the cup. Okay. Jost a first and Timmons has become the new Tyler Bozak in a second round pick. <laughs> <laughs> All the pieces that Avs fans can't wait to get rid of for every yeah. single deal. So this is much like Evans' trade. This is based off of the the baseline set by Zucker. I think it makes sense. Kane is someone who's locked up for the next seven years. 
again, you talk about that grit factor, mm-hmm. especially with Kadri out. That's something you can drop into your second line pretty easily. Kane plays PK as well. Helps the Avs in that regard. I think just a very good fit for the Avs. Yeah, we've talked about Kane quite a bit yeah. in the last two weeks. Is His fit in Colorado makes a lot of sense. and I think for value-wise, that's fine. Um, the only thing is I, that I think is funny is that it's the same. It's it's a little more expensive, and you're getting right. the 28 year old than the than Ehlers, who's yeah, who's, he's turning 24 on Friday. Yeah, yep. So, and that might be the only seven, thing. That's, I do like Evander Kane. I that the end of that contract does freak me out, but <clears throat> I like Evander Kane probably than more than I think most of our followers are gonna yeah. like this trade. Yeah, I think yeah. all three of us do honestly, I, yeah, I, because. We're not. We're we're a lot less worried about like the Evander Kane like stigma. Yes, I, I'm not worried about it at all, and I I know you aren't either. Um, I've done enough talking to people around the league that that's where I yeah. Because I was I was curious. I was like, is this for real? You know, because when I checked around about PK Subban and was like, how much is this? Is this legit? And like all I heard was that there were problems yeah. everywhere he went. You know, I've been telling you guys in the last two years that Nashville was going to move him at some point and they gave him away for pennies man like problems just follow some guys yep and oddly enough like they just have not followed Evander Kane to San Jose right it it very much seemed like a Winnipeg locker room thing more than anything else well and and I think you're talking about a, a a very entitled young kid definitely showed up to Atlanta showed up to Winnipeg showed up to Buffalo and was asked to be a savior type guy yeah and was given a kind of responsibility that he just couldn't he could not settle up with the ego and the maturity that he needed to display those were just not there and then when he got to san jose and it was like look dude like you're you're a cog in this machine you have a role to play but you are like you were seriously like the fourth or fifth guy on this wheel and I think that did him mentally a lot of good, where he he did not have to. There was no pressure for him to be the savior, the yeah. man. He got to just go out and just be who he is, which is a very good hockey player. Right, and uh, same story if he were to come to Colorado. Right, realistically, with the healthy healthy Nazem Kadri, he's fifth banana at best. Right, and that's and, and that's not even considering like that. Kale McCarr is going right. to get more attention. Exactly. Sam Gerrard's going to get more attention. Like. Evander Kane would just be like another guy here in Colorado. This is not a savior type thing. This is a, you're a very good player. You fit our style. We're going to throw you into our locker room, and they're going to tell you to shape up. They're not going to take any nonsense from you. Kind of like San Jose. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Right. It, it was like a veteran team. That's the only real difference here is that it's not a couple of Hall of Fame guys at the end of their careers in Marlowe and Thornton who are like, Rawr. <laughs> uh, Gipfell asks, do we, we risk falling Kane falling off too soon? Yeah. Yes and no. Um, making moves like this, the Avs are really trying to win a cup on what's left of McKinnon's current contract. Yep. It's a four-year. You're realistically saying we want to compete for these four years really, really hard. Right. And then after that, we will. You would love, you would love to have a Crosby Malkin-esque Exactly. Kind of competitive window. But as we're seeing, you look around the league, those are just not common. You look at how Winnipeg was set up a couple years ago. Yep. 
Everybody loved how young and how talented they were. That defense was dismantled top to bottom within two years. Yeah. You look at what Nashville's going through right now. Coaching changes, identity changes, that defense dismantled. Yep. It's it's very hard to maintain Stanley Cup competitive window where you're a legitimate, like, not a playoff team that could make some noise here and there, but a real cup contending team, a scary team to win the cup. We're looking at St. Louis. St. Louis, we already know because they've spent so much money on guys who are at the end of their 20s. This is maybe a two to three, four, maybe four years if they're really, really lucky kind they get of thing. One more year after this, realistically. It's... And some of this depends on Petrangelo. Right, right. Because he's a UFA. Like, and, and goaltending is Jordan Bennington for real, Jake Allen. Like, we don't know those things. These are huge question marks. And this is why you see such a mediocre West this year. There is not any team that just stands out as special. And the reason why everybody in the West is afraid of Colorado is because they are young. They've got tons of assets, tons of cap space, and they're already really, really good. I, Yes, that's you, where I'm at. You consolidate a couple of these assets because, like, Kane for, like, a first and Timmons and Jost, like, you've consolidated some of your assets. You've gotten better, but you still have Shane Bowers. You still have Martin Kaut. You still have Alex Newhook. You still have Bowen Byram. You still have a 2021 first. Like, there's still... Having two firsts last year kind of gives you free reign to move on from this year's if you want to. And and this is a perfect segue into the rest of this trade. Into perfect. The, into the sideways insane version. Oh, boy. <laughs> all, of, all of what I said so far holds in the Vander Kane part of this trade. Okay. But then you also add Kevin LeBanc to it in okay. a situation where maybe LeBanc is frustrated and wants out of San Jose. San Jose is going full fire sale mode here. He has expressed frustration. Yes. You give up Martin Kaut, Eustace Ananen, and Vlad Kamenev, and then the 2023 or it's a 2021 third. Sorry that I mentioned earlier. The condition it also becomes a second if LeBanc resigns with the Avs, and becomes a first if the Avs win the Cup and he resigns. Okay, it's a little complicated, but. <sighs> That got bigger in a hurry. Essentially, the conditional third is basically going to be a second. Yeah. Uh, just assume that much. And then Kaut, Ananen, and Kamenev as well. And so the value of LeBanc is Kaut, Ananen, and Kamenev. And honestly, Kamenev's just in there to free up a roster spot. You don't say that. <laughs> you don't talk about my boy like that. <laughs> there there was a version of this where I, I had Matt Nieto instead of Kamenev, which I actually think makes more sense for the Avs. But... I don't really think the Sharks will have a ton of interest in picking up Nieto. Yeah, a pending UFA right. who's like a depth guy. Like I heard he's from around there. That's the rumor anyway. Yeah. So just to – this full trade is Vander Kane and Kevin LeBanc for a 2021st Tyson Jost, Connor Timmons, Martin Kaut, Eustace Ananen, Vlad Kamenev, and a conditional 2021 third. So where does, where does LeBanc then fit in? With next to Kane, like where do we, okay now you have these guys in the immediate it's it's very easy you leave Burakovsky on the top line and you have Kane and LeBanc on the second line surrounding whoever the Avs want to put at center there for right now until Kadri's healthy. Okay, well assume Kadri gets back healthy. Like going into the postseason, yeah, Kadri's healthy. Once Kadri's healthy, I think you have a very flexible top six. I think 
You can very easily put Kane up on the top line with the uh, McKinnon and Rantanen. Kane can do some of that grinder stuff as well if that's what you want. You get a lot of flexibility in your middle six at that point. If you want to put a line of Landry, Landy, Kadri, and Kane together, you can. That gives you a third line of LeBanc, Donskoy, and probably Comfer, which creates a top nine that probably one of the best in Pretty the league. Pretty nasty, yeah. man. That third line. Exactly. Donskoy and LeBanc and Comfer is like... You're going to just out-depth teams straight yeah. up. And then, I mean, like, you're and then you're talking about Nachushkin, Belmar, and Calvert. Uh, yeah, that's your fourth line. Yeah, it, and, it, like, Val Nachushkin's been, like, right. like, rock solid everywhere that they've put him in the lineup. He can do pretty much anything. Yeah, and we know the, the Belmar-Calvert combination works just fine in yeah. that regard as well, so... All of that works out. Uh, everyone thinks I'm stupid and, and that Colorado is dumb to do this, except for Spence, apparently. He just likes trades. Uh, <laughs> Danger Jones says the trade takes away way too many assets, which is the risk, definitely, that I'm running in this. Yeah, it, but LeBanc is also 25, right. and like he'll be here. So right. It's a direct you're, replacement you're about, for Cout, kind you're, of. You're saying, look, my, Martin Cout may not even become Kevin LeBanc in the right. NHL. exactly. And instead of taking that chance, you're saying, well, we're just going to roll with LeBanc. At, I think he's 25, and you're looking at a three- to five-year window with him. With Kane, it's obviously seven years. Yeah. You're going deep into You're his You're locked 30s. with Kane there. But. The only the only thing that I think makes me nervous about that is expansion next year. See, so I've crunched some numbers on this, and the way it works out, I with what I assumed were slight overpays for most of the players that the Avs are going to have to re-sign, yeah. it can work out. You're going to want expansion to target one of Comfer and Donskoy. And if they do, or or technically EJ, but I'm not expecting that to happen. Yeah. If they take that amount of salary off of the abs and you get a reasonable cap increase from expansion money, which I'm expecting to a certain extent, it would be tight. But I do believe that would allow the abs to re-sign Burakovsky and re-sign LeBanc and all the other pieces that they need. Things like moving Bowers up into the lineup. They can stay under the cap while also keeping McCarr and Landeskog to the contracts that they're going to need to be signed to. So that's kind of the key there for me, and it would be tight. There are probably some things that would have to go on. This is assuming one of Zadorov or Cole is gone in the offseason. Yeah, cap-wise, I'm less worried about it than just having too many forwards. I'm not too worried about that. You can make it work. It would be, so you'd have the top line and then Kadri, so there's your four. Yeah. So you've got three forward spots left to protect. So you protect Kane, you protect LeBanc. And Burakovsky. And Burakovsky. And that leaves Comfer and Donskoy as the top And then on defense, you protect McCarr, Gerard, and Johnson. And then if Johnson waves. If Johnson waves, waves, then you protect. Yeah, yeah. you, you go from there, but Okay. And there's and yes, it does give up a lot of assets, but you're still having Byram coming in. You still have Bowers waiting in the wings. A year down the line, New Hook yeah. is still coming. So it, I don't think it gives up. I like it cleans out some of your prospect depth. It does, but it doesn't clean out like the high end of it, like guys that you expect to contribute. Right. This is this is it's it's like getting rid of like part of your middle tier. And and San Jose desperately needs a quality goaltending prospect, which is why Andon ended up into this for me because yeah. 
obviously Jones is what he is in the NHL at this point, and it's not great. And and looking at San Jose's depth there, they don't have a ton of quality coming inside the org. Okay. I tend to be in agreement that that is a lot of assets to give up. And, that, and that's fair. Because if the Avs... You're getting two top nine forwards for yeah. multiple years in their primes. Yeah, and I almost wonder, like... Is that almost too much in the sense of wh- how are you going to play all these guys? Yeah. Like, some of these guys, LeBanc is good on the power play. Like, where are you, is he even going to be? Like, the, the second unit barely plays as it is now. So, well, in my if opinion. If you had a deeper second unit, it might play a little more. Yeah. But like, that's how you try and balance that, right? Nathan like, McKinnon, Kale McCarr, are you going to do that? Right. So. But I'm saying, theoretically, you feel like if your second unit has more balance to it. You're more comfortable giving it, like, okay, you guys each have a minute to, to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah, My I guess my thing is, you know, I'm expecting the Avs are going to be up against the cap or closing in on it relatively soon, especially mm-hmm. if, even if they just traded for Kane. They're going to be getting closer there. Um, you're going to need some of these cheap guys coming up here soon, like a Cout who's on his eight-year ELC or whatever he's going to be on. Yeah. So you're going to need some of these guys to fill in, so – it is rare job security for a young player. He's yeah. going to have five years of his ELC. Well, he only He's got, probably not happy. <laughs> he gets paid about a tenth of the, the contract value these first two years. But yeah. yeah. Well, he gets his bonuses these years. He gets the bonuses he qualifies for. No, the he his signing bonuses, I think, apply yeah. these yes, first couple of years. he gets the signing bonuses. So he gets like 100K like right off the top. Which is... Okay, like, a ninth, nice. a ninth of his contract. Yeah, but it's all—it's also like like that's. I mean, like, he, right. that's more than an AHL salary, and he, and he also does get the three years of the deal, which, depending on how things go, nine hundred and twenty-five k for the next three years is yeah. is real cheap for him potentially. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a balancing act, right? Like, let's say you take Cout out of this deal and and you throw in someone else, and I'm not saying that would get it done, but. That adds another asset coming on an ELC for the Avs, right? Yeah. So those are the kind of hard decisions that you're going to have to make when you're trying to go out and get guys that are either A, cost-controlled, or at very least LeBanc would be an RFA so the Avs control his rights. And they just don't come cheap. So that's where I'm at with it. Uh, We got some comments. Get in the nude. (laughs) Please, says, please stop trading Timmons. Uh, For, if, if it makes you guys feel better, I will not be trading Timmons. Well, there you go. He's going to trade Byram instead or something. Probably. I am. <laughs> uh, Harry Money says, personally, I think LeBanc is a better fit than Kane. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. I, but For the window, for like a multi-year yeah. contention, you could make that argument. Um, not knowing how Kane is going to age, but for right now, like Vander Kane's like the better player. Uh, 5280 Avs says, does Kale's next contract fit with Kane's contract as well as all the other extensions? Yeah. Based on some rough math, it's not exact that I did. I would say yes. I cite both Burakovsky and LeBanc to $6 million deals this offseason. And moving out Zadorov, you Give can LeBanc $6 that million? Dollars? Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to overpay right. so that you yeah. can exactly. see what it looks like. This was like. a rough estimate, and I was like, okay, I'll put it on the His high side agent to make listening. sure that they can fit. <laughs> Yeah, if, if Kevin LeBanc's agent is watching our Periscope. Dude's like, eyes just went like, oh my yeah. god. He's like, I love these guys. <laughs> I'm going to record this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I do believe it's all fittable. And 
assuming a reasonable cap increase, you can still yeah. fit Landeskog and Makar the following year. In well, and and then you lose a Donskoy or a Comper. Right. Exactly. Like, you're losing almost $4 million again for Seattle expansion. Guys like Colin Wilson come off the end of this year. The yeah. Next year, you have a couple of <laughs> No more Brooks or pick uh, right. buyout hanging over. Buyout. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it gets tight when it comes time to sign McKinnon and Byram, but that's the future's problem as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Definitely. Former Avs great Brooks, Brooks Orpik. Yeah. I thought about Imagine. asking Ian Cole yesterday, but like, how was your time with Ottawa? It was like <laughs> three hours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Life um, is a sun. Yeah. Brief. So. Your, yours was a lot of players and. Sounds like apparently AJ's is more. So yeah. I tried to be like, well, you know, I was scared now, and I'm listening to you guys like, well, you guys are crazy. We go ham. We go ham on this podcast. Well, and like that sometimes. was part of the point. Like, if you're gonna do something, like do something big, right? Like do something reasonable, and then like go go a little crazy. Exactly. Play some NHL. <laughs> so play some be a GM mode. On that note, I'll take a sip of my Mile High City as it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery as the official beer of DNVR. Nice. <laughs> uh, I hope they're watching brewery. too. Yeah, I hope so, man. Because Breck is awesome. Like, yeah. I still need to get my uh, my goodie bag from Lindsay, but I haven't picked it up yet because I couldn't go. I I know I, I didn't go either. You didn't yeah. go either. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. We we couldn't. We yeah, had a game. That it was night. like an hour before the Avs yeah, game started. We we so. were all working that evening that everybody got to go and enjoy Breck. So. Either way, Breck is awesome. Highly recommend that you check them out because they're dope. And you can also go onto their website and use their beer locator. If you're looking for a specific type of Breck brew, whether it be the Mile High City, the Avalanche Amber Ale, or the Strawberry Sky, you can find out where they are selling it around the country and go out and pick it up for whatever you need it for. Also, keep an eye out for the event calendar on DN- thednvr.com. Excuse me. We have all of our events planned on there. We have a watch party coming up on the 22nd. The game against the LA Kings, just not the stadium series one. The other LA yeah, Kings game. Right. Um, and then. A little nervous about playing them. The Kings? Yeah. Why? If you look at a lot of their. If you look at a lot of like the shot charts that Sean Tierney releases every morning. Yeah. The Kings are like in where you want to be. They're like right in that area where like Colorado and Washington and Boston, all those like all the really good yeah. teams are hanging out, and it's just like their goaltending is terrible. <laughs> well, they don't have skill either. I mean, they don't have finishing ability. Terrible yeah. goaltending is a bad recipe against the Abs this year. So, looking forward to it. Yeah, I am please let fun. that be the case. But like, I am curious what it's going to be like process matchup wise. Yeah, I mean it should be interesting if the puck if the Avs yeah. can control the puck, I think they can run away with it. Right? It would also but, be yeah. how slow slow is the ice? Right, exactly. That might if there's the snow on the ice bit. and it's just a mess of a game, you never know. Oh, I'm totally expecting the outdoor game to be just whatever happens yeah. happens. But it, like the game in LA, it's like because that's a super late game too. It's like an eight thirty start here. So it always is. So we're like forcing our watch party to go like deep into the night. Right. <laughs> We're partying hard. Yeah, partying exactly. Partying hard that we go, night. We go hard. Uh, if you want to party less hard, AJ and I will be at Blake Street Tavern on Friday. Not an official event, but... Party less hard? <laughs> I mean, we're not going to be going till midnight, I don't think, on Valentine's Day. It's so. true. But I know a lot of Euros and a lot of out-of-state people are coming to town. <laughs> you sound like Don Cherry. <laughs> 
I swear I'm not that xenophobic. Um, anyway, people have hit us up and want to hang out. So we'll be at Blake Street Tavern Friday night at 6 p.m. the day before the stadium series. If you want to come say hi and have a beer, would highly enjoy it. He would highly enjoy it, even though you're a Euro. <laughs> you darn Euros. <laughs> like if Eurolance dropped by, that'd be great. Are, will they be in town by They're then? Here, They're here. here. They're already, well, I yeah. know Gregor's here. They went, they went to the game here. last night. All The whole, the whole Euro invasion? Awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah, so all y'all, come say hi. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. A couple of other questions. Well, first of all, Drew Kreisman says hockey names are the best. Can confirm. Uh, Rink yeah. Moose asks, how available is Byram? And very not is the answer for the most part. But, you know, if the True. right deal comes along. True. Which is what we're going to get into here by the yeah. sound of it. I'm going to pry open that battleship of availability. Yeah. <laughs> What's it going to take, AJ? Well, I'm going to go small first because okay. that's yeah, how yeah, we've yeah, all yeah, started. Yeah. We've all started that way. And so uh, I'm I'm starting with Carolina. Okay. And I'm trading for Eric Howla. All right. By low candidate kind of there. Yeah. Some injury issues pending UFA, 28 years old, good depth center, really good defensively, and can skate really fast. So fits a lot. Of, he checks a lot of Colorado's boxes. Um, this is me assuming Kadri's healthy, uh, and I really just like him as as kind of solidifying the center spot when Kadri comes back. Yeah, he could like it, it could help them sure. in the meantime as well. But uh, I'm giving up Kamenev and Nieto for it okay. because they. I, I, it doesn't make sense. They're still on a playoff hunt for themselves. So I can't just be like prospects. Right. Right. And that's kind of the approach that I wanted to go. But I I think that they're them being in a playoff hunt of their own, I'm swapping it in. Nieto's a pending UFA who can help them. Penalty kill, bottom six, do a lot of those things. And then Kamenev's a young player that they could keep around. They could mold into somebody, a useful player yep. uh, for the next several years. I think that just makes more sense than just Jost. Yeah, I I agree with that. It it gives them some defensive forward depth, someone yeah. that can play in their PK when it comes to Nieto. Right, and so like you, between the two of them, you can kind of create what they've lost in Howla without maybe some of the offensive upside. But Nieto would be cheaper to bring back as a free agent if it worked out. They fit, blah yeah, blah right, blah. Right. And then obviously Kamenev is uh, being as young as he is as an RFA. Um, is a good fit there and we saw i don't expect him to be the 50 point guy that he was in vegas sure but it's reasonable to expect him to be a mid 30 ish type of scoy ish yeah to to be that kind of guy he's been multiple times in his career when he's healthy he's productive offensively and again he skates really fast and he's really good defensively is this trade really just the plot to get shane bowers into the nhl no kadri is hurt no it's not um I really, I really just think Howla just solidifies like so much of what they need. And for me, like if if JT Comfort is going to play as he did last night on a consistent basis, there's no need for this. Yeah. But JT Comfort's been such a roller coaster this year that I'm, I'm like Eric Howla has lots of playoff experience. He went to the he went to the postseason multiple times with the Wild. Got to the second round a couple times. Win on the cup run with yeah, Vegas. We know. We know. Like, <laughs> like Eric, like Eric Howla has some playoff experience too. So that like 
the the always classic selling point of like veteraniness for yeah. the sake of it. Like he has that as well. My only real concern is that he's a pending UFA and that it's it's kind of like he's been hurt a lot too. And he's the last two years he's been hurt quite a bit. And so this is the the same issue that I have with them getting a guy like Andre Kasha out of Anaheim. It's also concerns me with Howla is that it's brittle. It's it's not that bad though, right? Because you're looking at a direct upgrade to Nieto for Kamenev mm-hmm. in this deal, and Kamenev realistically is on the outside of this lineup anyway. Right, and like you want more opportunity, put him into the lineup regularly in Carolina and let him go do his thing. Yep. From Long Beach to Carolina Beach. I don't know if that's the name of the beach there, actually. There's so, some long beaches in Carolina. It's Myrtle sure. Beach. I was going to say, there's a Myrtle Beach over that's there somewhere. That's a different state. That's and, South uh, Carolina, right? Yeah, I went there for a wedding. Rename him Myrtle Matt. <laughs> Myrtle Matt, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't realize Hollow was a UFA, so I was thinking it wasn't enough, but Carolina's kind of yeah. on the border right now. Yeah, and that's so. like, I want them to remain competitive with NHL players because it doesn't make sense for them to move him for like... Kamenev and like a third round pick or something like that's that I don't think makes sense for them but this also keeps them from doing the dreaded Nate Thompson for a fourth rounder yeah plus Carolina can play my boy I Martin Neches some more Martin Neches since you brought up Nate Thompson we got a question all these trades for forwards do you see the apps picking up a D at all Yes. Does it have to do with Nate Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird transition yeah. with Nate Thompson. I mean, in my head, I was just seeing, like, I totally see that. De- spending a fourth. To a defensive forward. I was like, who is specifically asking about Nate Thompson on the on the twits? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a really specific question. I, uh, I think the defense right at now. Nate Thompson asked. <laughs> I could see them picking up, like, a depth guy. Like, uh, the guy who tried to kill McKinnon last night. We kind of. Oh, Dylan DeMello? Because he's a right shot, and you know he can step in, and he's having a good year, but he can step in and kind of be that seventh guy, and you know. But I think they like the way that the defense is set up right now. I mean, the top six right now. Why would you mess with it? They're playing really, really well most yeah. nights. They've been uh, giving up an even strength goal in eleven periods. Yeah, it's been a while, man. So Stained. it's <laughs> yeah. This Great. Washington game's gonna get ugly. Yeah, so gonna score 19 seconds into the game tomorrow <laughs> on the power play, so my stat can stay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, on like NBC. I like I like Hallow. I just yeah, think he's a good yeah. fit and not an overly expensive one, and a guy that because of the injuries, because of the UFA, the price is, is a little still, bit. Still, I know he would he break his leg last year or something like that. And I, I don't, he had some like honestly, infection yeah, this year too. It was, too. It was so random because he was always really fast. Is he still? I don't. I guess I haven't watched Carolina enough this year, but if he's still got the same speed, he's going to fit in really well. Yeah, here. I mean, even if he's eighty percent of the same speed, he's going to fit in just fine. Yeah, yeah, because he was he was really fast. All right, let's get the wussy save trades out of the way. That's it. That's my safe trade. Yeah, let's let's hear the big daddy. Hold on, I've got to pull up my list. This is a list. <laughs> trust me. There's a lot of names, not just picks on this list. Yeah. So, I'm trading with Anaheim. And right. I am giving up Philip Grubauer. Whoa. Okay. Tyson Jost. Martin Kaut. Okay. Nikita Zadorov. Bowen Byram. Free NHL. And Eustace Ananen. Wow. And a 2021 first. Uh, Gibson's coming back. And a 2021 first. Jeez. Okay. 
insane. And in return, I am getting John Gibson, Ryan Miller, <laughs> Hampus Lindholm, and Ryan Getzloff. No Kasha on there? Nope. Okay. Wow. So Grubauer and in and then gone, but you're getting Gibson long term back. Yep. I'm getting John Gibson is 26 years old, signed for the next seven years of $6 million. And you're bringing in Hampus. I'm bringing in 26 year old and his prime signed, I believe, for the next three years. Um, I think uh, Hampus Lindholm solves my top defense, top defensive pairing problem right there. Because we've talked about this yeah. as how like the Avs have like two second pairings and a really good third pairing. Harry Money says send it. So, Is that um, real name. I like that name, Harry Money. <laughs> <laughs> His real name is Michael. <laughs> the, Michael so Money. you know him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So Hampus Lindholm solves my top pairing problem. I mean, I don't know that you need to solve that problem, but all right. It's if Byram's gone, yeah. It's solved. <laughs> and he's here for his prime and it's not and it's not like he's like 29 years old and right. like like you're the, the, that's our four-year window. Yeah. And then Getzlaff is just sort of me being greedy here. Sure. Because it solves the Kadri problem in the immediate. It solves the Kadri problem, but it also when he comes back you can just play them together. Right, I agree with that. You he's, move one of them to wing. He's right-handed, so you could just move him over to the right wing, have Landis Coggock on, on the left wing, on, on the left wing, and run Burke and play a Kadri, yeah, super second line. Yeah, and so then then your top six is Burakovsky, McKinnon, Rantanen, Landis Cog, Kadri, and Ryan Getzlaff on the right side. He helps with sort of some playmaking aspects of it. He signed only through the end of next season at eight. I believe it's eight point two five million, and he's thirty four yeah, years right. old. Yeah. He's still very productive. I was looking at his underlings. He still drives a ton of offense. That's so dumb, dude. Like you, you roll out McKinnon, Rantanen, Burakovsky, backed by Lindholm and Makar, and then they step off the ice, and you have to face Kadri, Getzlav, Landeskog. With EJ and Gerard. Exactly. That is silliness. Such a different style, too. Because those yeah. second lines going to be a little bit more grinded down in your face. Yeah. I mean, Landy gets love Kad- uh, Kadri is not a line anyone's going to want to face. And I keep Timmons and I keep Newhook. Keep Timmons, keep Newhook. So that way I can replace that second center down the road. Was Bowers in this deal? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna make sure. Yeah, no, I'm having a hard time keeping up with your guys' trades. It's a lot of names. Yeah, around. Bowers was in this deal. Okay, uh, Zach says this trade gives me anxiety. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling right now. I'm like, oh. uh, Gipfel says that trade is risky and beautiful. <laughs> Danger Jones is worried that that could ruin the chemistry in the locker room, moving that many pieces. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Zadorov is a big, goofy, like fun-loving guy. Um. Jost obviously is very well liked, and you know Grubauer's a goalie, so who knows? Fifty-two eighty. People think he's. I'm assuming Timmins take Z's place. Not really. That's what uh, Lindholm is going to do. Um, moving forward, you're looking at probably bringing Timmins in next season, though, since Byram is gone. Uh, (laughs) Gitfell says that's how you make other teams just quit. 
what else? Well, and like from Anaheim's perspective, they get back Grubauer, so they get a starting right. goalie. Right, right. They right. get a goalie prospect in Ananen, so that yeah. like when Grubauer for the future, out, yep. like, they get. I give them two first round picks uh, in 2020 and 2021. I've also given them Tyson Jost so that they have kind of Just like a break the hey. whole trade down for us one more time. Yeah, so I've got Grubauer, Jost, Zadorov, Bowers, Byram. Grubauer, Jost, Zadorov, Bowers, Byram, Ananen. And two firsts. Okay. And then and then twenty twenty and twenty one firsts. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And for Gibson, Getzlav, and then home. Yep. Dan Henderson says that team is going to the Olympics. Uh, Fifty-two eighty abs. Would keeping Bo and replacing him with Timmins get the trade done? No. If you're getting rid of, because Anaheim's getting rid of their number one C, their number one D, and their number one G. Right. You got to replace those. You got to at least replace some of those. With Getzlaff, like he's old enough that like I'm not trying to replace that guy for them. I'm giving them two centers and Jost and Bowers and say. Hey, let them figure it out. Yeah. I'm giving them a defenseman in Zadorov and the, for them for them to be, you know, right now. And and I'm giving them a top prospect that could be a franchise guy in in Byram. And I'm giving them two firsts, which obviously I would expect to be late. Yeah. Makes sense to me. And then Annan. Right. Annan is the goalie of the future for whoever he gets moved to. Exactly. It, and it's less of a need to have the goalie of the future when you have a 26-year-old. Right. It's super interesting how I think I, – I can't speak for Evan. I don't know. But you and I are pretty high on Eustace Annanen. Yeah. And he's honestly pretty expendable for this organization as it stands right now. Only in a deal for a legitimate goalie for me. Like a – just like a – like I like Phil Grubauer a lot. I think he's kind of a middle-of-the-road starter. But if I'm trading for, like, a John Gibson, you know, if I'm... And the only reason I'm trading for John Gibson is because Anaheim sucks and they're not going to be any good for the next few years. Lonely Whaler says, yeah, you create a new save for that franchise mode before you you try to force that deal through. Okay. So I played Eastside Hockey Manager back in the day. <laughs> and Lackle says trade Werner instead. Not enough value there, I don't think. Yeah. Because Werner could be his backup easily. Right. So. I don't even know what to say. You guys, Evan trades is are like blowing my mind. I think it's t- too many players for my simple mind to <laughs> like handle. Anyone got any one-for-one deals? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could have done Howla for Jost. Do you want cups now or later? I'll take both. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's kind of that's why I kept New Hook in it, like, yeah. and and I didn't want to give up both Byram and Timmins, you know, like you give yourself some shots in the dark there too by taking holding yeah. on to guys like Rantana and Boca Ranta and Bocage and Kovalenko, who I also like yeah. strongly. Like that seems like such an Anaheim Dude's, guy. Yeah, very much. You know that Anaheim would take that guy, and he would go on to be an everyday NHLer. Like, yeah. He'd go on to be like an exceptional PK guy who's a great bottom six guy, gives you 35 points a year. Yep. Yeah, uh, did you look 280. How, how many, like, would this be the biggest trade in, in terms of assets in like the last 20 years? I don't know. I didn't. You didn't do your research? No. I'm just <laughs> I did not do that homework. 
No, but I looked around the league and I tried to figure out like where am I going to make meaningful upgrades if I wanted like a big deal. And it started with Getzlaff where I was like, uh, like I kind of like this idea. I think it's interesting. If Kadri's healthy, you could move him over to the wall. Or I guess if you really wanted to be bold about it, you could play all three guys down the middle. And then you have stupid center depth. Right. And and like and then your fourth line really is Pierre Edward Belmar. Yep. And you know, like Jost is going the other way, so you're not worried about that. Confer's probably next to playing on the wing, yeah. Yeah, next to next to Getzlaff and then Nichushkin's next to him. Like it could be, you know, it would just lots of combinations, right? And then I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to trade with Anaheim, let's, you know, let's actually yeah. try and get some good players too. Uh, D Manzioni says, doesn't the year-to-year flukiness of goalies cause some hesitation? No, it, no, because it's John Gibson, right? Like John Gibson, I'm specifically targeting to not have to worry about that. Where four out of every five years, I'm confident he's an elite goaltender, right? Um, Is this the year he's not? Because he's kind of screwing over one of my fantasy teams. <laughs> he's been solid this year. It's just that the if, Ducks are terrible in front. Right. Of like if you look they at were his terrible last year, and he put up awesome numbers. You look at some of his underlying stuff. Like he's actually he's oh he's he's solid. It doesn't this help year. in fantasy, AJ. That's true. <laughs> Quality start percentage is not helpful in fantasy. I'm gonna boycott Yahoo and say, can you add this stat? <laughs> You gotta get those custom leagues. Yeah, the like super keeper league where all the points are based off of like their advanced metrics. Yeah, you don't get points for shots on goal. No, you get points for Corsi four. You get you get expected goals for. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's at nine oh four save percentage this year. Yeah, the low his lowest before this year was nine fourteen. So this yeah. is definitely his How weakest you... year. How do you get Dustin Bufflin and Kyle Connor? Well, you get Dustin Bufflin in free agency. Yeah, Dustin Bufflin's about to get his contract straight terminated. Yeah, He's about to like just retire, like cut loose, like move on. If you want a Kyle Connor, it's a Bowen Byram conversation. Yeah, that that's really expensive as well. That's probably like Bowen Byram, and you would probably need to give a forward of some kind. I don't. It's not like New Hook is like a. No. Yeah, I don't want to give up but for anything right now. That's it's. It, I don't know that Bowers is enough. Friedman it, just had Kamenev in there. It would that's not enough. Yeah, that's. Are you guys gonna keep talking about my boy like this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if if that was enough, do you think that deal might be done today? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if the Avs would deal Byram in the division. I think I have, I have doubts about that. I worry less about the division stuff. I build your build your own monster and make other teams react to it. You guys are both rubbing your face at the same time. <laughs> I feel like this is I an indictment of me. I my brain to understand the full ramifications of these trades. So <laughs> you came up with one of them. <laughs> Mine wasn't this confusing. Come on, it was now. a little confusing. I um, just had a really weird condition. That's all. <laughs> no, I. Kyle Connor is really good. Would yeah. Kyle Connor make JT Comfort elite again? <laughs> he was never elite before. I know, but they played together. I yeah. think let's about... go get go get Tyler Mott too. There and... you go. Just recreate the Michigan. Yeah, and then so they can have the CCM, and then we can go and get Jonathan Duran, and then we can put him back next to McKinnon, and we we just reunite old old guys. Let's go get Jeff Skinner too, and put him next to Landy. <laughs> It's fine. Hey, Ehlers went to hell, played at Halifax. He didn't over overlap with anyone, but yeah, close enough. I'm just trying to bring my trade back into this. <laughs> Let's go get Timo. No, I was gonna then. say is if I'm trading Byram, 
my preference would be for a center and not a winger. Why a center, though? Because if you're trading a defenseman, I'd, I'd rather just give... If I'm trading a defenseman that you think is going to be a top-pairing defenseman in Bowen Byram... But how do you fit a center in with Kadri as your 2C for the next couple of years? You don't, dude. You make him your 3C. Just yeah, like you Toronto figure You just don't care? You're, yeah. just like, you're just like, hey, look, like, sorry. But you're going to be the best 3C in the league again. Yeah. It's I'd like, sorry, dude. Get a center who you can probably have more of an impact on a game. As good as Cal Connor is, then this one. What? <laughs> Danger Jones says that trade doesn't work in Chell because there aren't enough slots in the trade menu to be able to trade that many players. Well, it's another reason why you guys should stop spending money on bad EA games. There's a new console coming out next year. Maybe there's more gigawatts for it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back to PC. That's all I'm saying. PC, you can mod it to be whatever you want. That kind of freedom? Yeah. I'm it's saying. dangerous. Heaven forbid. It's actually like being a real GM. Yeah. I. <laughs> it's like when you play with a, when you have a PC, it's like being a real gamer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got him. I, I'm, I do kind of agree with the Gibson thing. As good as he has been over his career, you, I just never know with goalies. Like, they, they're strange to begin with. Yeah. And. Just don't know. Roll the dice on the highest upside possible, and that you don't have to worry about paying him because he's signed. And if it blows up in your face, then it blows up in your face, and you get fired, and then you, you know, you end up on a couch somewhere talking about it. I have a it. family, <laughs> so you know, I just if you made it to to GM level, you made enough money for your family. You're doing all right. Now. Yeah. More gummy bears. Is the press <laughs> Is that confirmed? <laughs> Is Ronick officially fired? Yeah. Yeah. He I put knew he was on leave, but they fired Jeremy Ronick? Apparently. Is that because he was making the those creepy comments? I assume so. Uh one player I can guarantee, or ex player I suppose the Evs won't be trading for, is Jeremy Ronick. Yeah. <laughs> Drew. I don't know. We tried to have fun with this. Any final thoughts from y'all on these on these trades? I had fun. I mean, I'm. I the deadline won't be nearly as interesting as anything we did today. That's I true. really, I think the deadline will be more like uh, if they want a center because they're worried about Kadri missing two months, then it's more like a JG Pajot. Uh, if they if they don't, then I don't know that they do anything. When he stopped McKinnon's and, wraparound last night for a goal, you know the Az were watching. That awareness. <laughs> Yeah. So no. good defensively. This was fun. I think I won. Um, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. mean, honestly, your trade was probably the most reasonable one. Thank you. So <laughs> it might be the one that happens. Yeah. They should still trade for Eric Howell. Let's see. That's what I won in high school, the most reasonable award. <laughs> most likely to be reasonable <laughs> in the future. <laughs> it's just me. <bigger. laughs> <laughs> On that note, do you have any final thoughts? You're always asking us if we have final <laughs> thoughts. What my about final you? Thoughts are boring. I don't know. I think uh, the abs should get better. That's that's basically my thoughts on the abs. Already really get good. good nerds. Yeah, get good, and and that's where we'll be. You're you're probably right, D man. I don't I don't know how to say any of y'all's names, but based on our hot streams, we are definitely not elite gamers. It's true. Um, hopefully, the abs can become an elite hockey team. We bad. We know that. Yeah, we we live with that. 
Uh, Thank you for watching our streams, <laughs> <laughs> including this one. We yeah. we do appreciate it quite a lot. So, with it being time to get out of here, I usually throw to AJ. But Evan, what would any of these trades be for the Avs? <laughs> Game changing. Yeah, I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> Got the alley oop. We're we're getting into to new territory here, but Strava Craft is the game-changing coffee that is rich CBD-infused, and you can now purchase in K-Cups for your Keurig. They also, of course, have whole bean or ground as well, if that's what you're into. Super into that. The the ground or the whole Mm, bean? Yes. Just coffee in general? Yeah. For real, though, I uh, tried the new K-Cups, and I'd never had the whole Strava thing before, and Strava's dope. You guys should all buy it, and the K-Cups are awesome because they're super convenient. I... Yeah, that's signing out. There you go. <laughs> that was Kale. Kale showing you that, that CBD can be super convenient for you. You can also go online and get 20% off when you use code DNVR20. Which is like 20% off just like everything. Like, oh, I'm going shopping, but I know that because I'm going to use this code at the end of it, I'm getting 20% off. Straight up. It's, it's kind of cheating. A little bit. It, it yeah. does feel like you're getting away with something. Kind <laughs> yeah, of. it really does. But, you know, so get in there, use it, order online, can ship directly to your door. If you want to try it out first, there are a handful of places you can. Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, and Max Market all have it around town. If you want to give it a try, CBD is not psychoactive. Again, you know, you'll be just fine if you have a little bit of it. It can help solve long-term migraines, decrease anxiety, arthritis, IBS, and more. Basically, go out there, try it, get your 20% off with DNVR20. Also, get good. And get good. Yeah. Just like AJ and I need to do. Got to get good. True. Evan, I'm start with Strava. Past your peak. You got to get on the stream with us, Evan, at some point. No, I I watched like two seconds of the game you're playing, and I was like, I don't know what's right, we can play. We can play Apex <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, we'll we can be play good. something else. You can carry us in Apex. Never said, you guys are assuming I'm good at any of this. Oh, so. We're not. We're not good at yeah. anything, so... <laughs> He's going to carry me in Rocket League. Someday, when I convince you to, to actually play it. Spinny yeah. goal. Spinny Drew goals. Like spinny goals are the best. Spinny goals in Drew, Rocket League? Yeah, Drew would Probably, be a big fan. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, before we get more off topic, I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfleet. That's Evan Rawl. The winner. You just heard the voice of <laughs> Kale Sorbo as well. Signing off for the DNVR Avalanche. Have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.